Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Music Podcast with Dave and Neil. We're in Vienna, people. It's very crammed in here to give you an idea. This is what happens when I lean over. That was a piano, in case you didn't recognise that. Um, We're very stoked to be joined today by a very special guest, Guy Sebastian. Welcome to the studio, buddy. Thank you. It's, yes. It's so good to finally have... I feel like we mention you more than we see <laughs> yeah. you. Um, really? We, uh, we did a video with uh, Dean Lewis last week, and yeah. the gag in the video was that he had written this new song, and we were going to try and get you to sing the song, uh, the, oh, the Dave and Neil theme song. Mm. So, well, um, he's amazing. I was just like, I was just doing an interview, and they were asking me who I thought should clean up. And I was like, Dean should clean up. We just yeah. like, I, I reckon sure. we're just so starved of of male singers in this country at the mm. moment. Don't you reckon? Like, how many male singers are there really? Standalone. Think about it. Yeah, sure. Not yeah, that sure. many. No. <laughs> I'm like, like Johnny Farnham. Does yeah, he count? Yeah, still? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> obviously, it's, it's it's you, Johnny Braithwaite, Dean Lewis, yeah, <laughs> Daryl Braithwaite. Yeah. yeah, but I I I heard waves and stuff. Like everything he's been doing is just killing it. Yeah, and, and, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's it's funny, we had him on the show last week and yeah. um, and he was saying, you know, uh, just when we're off the air, like sort of how much he's digging your stuff. So we got this, I feel like it's a bit of a bromance. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yes. I, I met him very, very briefly in, at the Universal. I was doing a writing session and, and, and he, dude, he's so low key too. He's such a chill dude mm. and, and just, I, I don't know. I, there's, I, I love when Aussies become successful because they, they're mm. just so much different. To, to like when people in the states get you know yeah. when they break yeah. uh, you blow know. up a little differently <laughs> yeah 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 well it, over here it's funny because I, I remember doing a tour um years ago this is like i toured with this girl jordan sparks in the u.s yeah. and yeah, yeah. and so we had just done a duet together and i i just finished my album so i'm i'm kind of pretty new to touring and stuff in the states and so i would be Sing, uh, we, I, I would get up during her show and sing this duet with her and then she would give me the floor and say, Guy, tell them like what you're doing and promote yourself. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, like I've just finished my album and, you know, it's all right, like I'm pretty proud of it and stuff. And, and she's like, no, tell them it's amazing. And it's like, because <laughs> over there it's cool to just be like, yeah, man, I just finished my album and it drops this week, man. It's the illest thing you're going to hear ever. It is the best. Like people just talk themselves up. Yeah. It's too self-deprecating. Honestly. Like, we, I gave it a crack. I, yeah, I like it. That you is honestly like how yeah. Aussies promote their music. It's like, yeah, yeah no, nah, I finished it. Yeah, no, nah, it's all right. Yeah, I'm pretty, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm okay with it. It's... Um, I'll let the public be the judge. That literally sounds like with Amy Shark. We had yeah. her on a few weeks ago, and she's same thing. Like she's like, "Oh yeah, Adore's okay, I guess." Like it was number two on Hottest 100, and album's doing well. I'm going to be on Corden soon, but I met Tom DeLonge from yeah. Blink cool. That was amazing. It was yeah. like, just give yourself a rap, Amy. But yeah, I think exactly. it's good. It's look, it's better to always just let the music speak for itself because yeah, I feel totally. if you've got to talk something up, you're, you're you're venturing past musician and you're becoming a salesman, and yeah, it's yeah, like. Yeah. Just if your stuff's cool, this it'll speak. Like, just before I started talking to you guys, I was just outside talking about like it is pretty hard. The industry's not easy. Not every release goes well. Like, mm. I've probably released like seven or eight songs in the last few like couple of years, year and a half, uh, two, yeah. maybe two years, mm. and like maybe one will stick. It's like it's a numbers sure. game, and people get so caught up in the failures and and. And um, they don't power through. But I don't know. I think you have to have a fair amount of resilience in this business. It's just, yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, I mean, it feels like the new album's going going very, very well. Um, obviously, uh, I well, not obviously. I got a chance to check out some of the stuff when you did that Oxford Art Factory oh, set, yeah, yeah. Um, which was really, really rad. And sort of introducing people to definitely an evolution of your of your sound. Um, yeah. How has been the sort of the the feedback and the vibe you've been getting sort of I guess since sort of beginning to show people the music up until now? It's been good. Like I, I look, I, I sort of just wanted to make something that reflected what I listened to and yeah. and and so I, th- I think in the past I, I mean I came through Idol and and I was I was pretty green and I never thought I'd be a singer because I I, I did record demo I was a sound engineer and I did it sort of part-time and always wanted to sing I was in bands I was singing everywhere and and but it, it was kind of like gospel music and it just wasn't mm wasn't about me i was a weird sort of fat little like you know afro head kid that was an recorded demos and i and i went around to record companies and and um every single record company said the same thing like we like your voice and we you know we um like musically it's cool but but you don't have the look and so literally every single record and I saved my money up I went to Melbourne and that's what I heard from every label was you don't have the look and now mind you back then it was an extremely superficial um scene in the pop industry it was like you you had like your backstreet boys and your um nsyncs and like justin timberlake and Mm -hmm. and then the the huge stars were britney and jessica simpson it was always just beautiful like good looking people so i remember you know i'm married to her now jules like we both tried out for idol and i was sitting there just like saying to her there's no way i'm gonna win this like this is ridiculous why am i here look at that guy he's such a good looking bloke and look Mm -hmm. at that bloke and so i think i was caught up in in the fact that i was almost a bit like jaded that that you know there's no way i'll make it but then i think you know there's heaps of people that knock shows like idol look i get it like and and not not all of them are great and some of them can be damaging you know i i I think some people go on those shows thinking they're going to be huge and then they're off and there's nothing for them and it can yeah. be psychologically kind of tough to get over that. But mm. at the end of the day, one positive I'll always say is that it it came at a time where it smashed the stereotype of what a pop musician should mm. look like. Yeah. And you had people like Susan Boyle, you know, mm. who is like this UK, you know, like, you know, a, a larger lady who lived on welfare and, and yeah. in this like tiny unit and, you know, sort of a bit socially awkward but could sing beautifully. And, yeah. you know, you had a munty-looking kid from Adelaide with an afro. And, and you know, like, and, <laughs> but it, it was sort of when it made people think, you know, oh, wow, it, it is all about the music, you know, it's yeah. all about the voice and it's all about the actual talent. And and I think that that's what it did for the industry at that point in the pop world. It, it, went, it caused people to sort of go, you know, it doesn't matter what you look like when you're just singing a cappella with no instruments, yeah. you suddenly become quite ugly if you suck, mm. you know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, what's yeah. interesting as well, because remember you did an interview a while ago, what was that, like six, 12 months ago, and you were saying like, you think that reality show, the reality singing competition is probably closed off for a little bit because audiences aren't stupid. They can kind of see the difference between reality and and um, and fiction. But, you know, mm. obviously it's different for you now, granted, because on The X Factor you're a judge and you've got an idol as a contestant. What do you think is the biggest difference between those shows now and then? 
Well, I just think when I was on Idol, I I remember I was playing indoor cricket and and um and afterwards we were all hanging at my mate's house and this this commercial came on and it was like and then these auditions for Australian Idol, but. We didn't even, I didn't even know if it would actually make it to television. It was, they were like yeah. shooting a pilot or something, you know? So I thought, I'll give it a crack. And, and then um, my mate looked it up and he was like, oh, this is a big show in the UK. And um, it's just, a, it's a singing show. And I was like, dude, no way. Like I, I've seen like pop stars before and that was like the, only yeah. the good looking people win mm. and this and that. So, <laughs> so anyway, I ended up... Um, going for it and and trying yeah. out, but I didn't know if it would make it to television. I didn't know if it would be successful. Yeah, yeah. So there was, I guess, we were the kind of the virgins of of that that sort of show. Yeah. And so there's me and there's Shannon from Condo, and like it, it just felt a bit purer in its intentions. Like mm, because sure. we didn't know it would be huge when it did go big, we were tripping out, and that you got real reactions. But then. I think when you've had something go so well, suddenly people know it's huge. So yeah. when you're trying out for it, there's ulterior motives, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. you know that you're stepping into something that's going to be like potentially huge for you. So mm. I think the fascination with, you know, those those sort of shows starts to wear thin because the the reality nature of it goes and it just becomes a calculated business decision almost you know mm, that totally. to go on it um it's the same i guess when when you look at stuff like um whether it be a, a bachelor type show, people get cynical about the contestants they go oh they're they're, they're just there for their profile mm, sure. and um so I think that in my opinion now it needs to be less about competition um if I was going to if I was going to invent a show and pitch a show, my pitch would be a performance-based show that just brings music back to not being competition-based. Like, screw competition. Sure. Who cares about... There's there's never one winner in this. It, it, it's like... should just be a showcase of great musos. And, we, and I'm kind of done trying to find some random baker who can <laughs> sing, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. music is... I don't know, like it's a lot more complicated than that. And it's sort of... A, Getting people that have been actually working on their craft and yeah, trying to make music for, for ex- a period exactly. of time, showcase their, yeah. their music and, and their talent rather than trying to find, you know, the person humming in the back of the of the bakery, as you Exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. why isn't there a show where like Tina Arena and Barnsey and and myself and Jess Mowboy and, and, and Dean Lewis and, and Katie Noon and Kate Miller-Heike, these insane singers that we have in this country, mm. why is there not a show here that that showcases what everyone does like why yeah. is there not a house band on a show that like literally showcases all of this totally. stuff it feels so, that way well, I, feel like, I mean this feels like we can do that right now like well, I mean I, this I've is work, I've once AP actually, credit yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no well I've been working on something that I want to that, that I want to like you know I've, I've never mentioned this is my the first time I'm mentioning exclusive, it in, exclusive, in, in, in public <laughs> but I am I want to I want to pitch something because I want to get like um, I just want to get music on television where it's it's credible. Anyone will jump on from indie to pop. Like it's not discriminatory. It's mm. like because mm. in this in this climate we've got Triple J who owns that kind of world. And if you get a little bit too pop for Triple J, then then they won't touch you. If you're yeah. a bit too indie, pop radio won't touch you. And there's yeah. a there's a lot of music that falls in between of yeah. those two things and and it sort of gets cast to the side and people have re 
they're reproducing um, their content yeah. to fit those formats. And mm. I just think we should have a little bit more um, freedom to create what we want. Totally. And, 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 you know, I... I don't know. I just feel like things should get back to music and back to yeah. performance. I mean, I'd love to ask about your relationship with like an entity like Triple J, for example, because obviously, mm. you know, we are seeing an evolution of your sound or at least sort of um, with this new album. I mean, you have been getting spins on, on something like Triple J, whereas previously with some of your earlier music, you know, you may have been more on your, you know, more mainstream yeah. um, sort of stations. Like, how has that how has that been? Like, is that, how has your relationship kind of evolved with the indie scene? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I think I just don't see them as scenes. Like, sure. I, I don't see Triple J as a scene. I, I love listening to Triple J because I love, like, over the last few years, my, like, I love streaming. I love discovering new music and especially on the in, indie electronic scene like like I love discovering artists that I would never have otherwise discovered you know and mm. and um you know I, I wasn't going to discover someone like like James Blake or Sanford on 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 a, a, a pop station mm. and and you know so I think they both serve a great purpose um but I I think I think what Triple J does really well is is it it, it gives a lot of artists who wouldn't get played on pop stations or commercial stations, it gives them a go. And I think that's what it's always stood for. And, and um, I, I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a well-known singer. I've had a, I've, I don't, I'm, I don't care to try and knock those doors down because they're giving other people a crack and, and mm-hmm. I don't really need that crack. Like I, mm-hmm. I've, I, I can release music and, and hopefully it can find a, a place to get played. And, um, if if Triple J were like no, we, we would never play a Guy Sebastian track. I'm cool with that. Like mm, I, sure. I I I I came through a very specific, you know, path on in this industry. So for me to turn around and try and go, you know what? I, I want everyone to play my stuff. And I like, I chose my path, and it was through a TV show. And I'm cool with that. I don't. Yeah. I, that doesn't bother me. What bothers me is just making as good music as I can and. Yeah. Whoever plays it, plays it. I'm not going to change the world by, you know, like I'm not going to try and change the world and how it operates. And, and um, so I, I just don't think I've ever looked at it that way. I, I um, you know, I, I exist as a musician and, and, and I'm just milking it. This is the best job I could ever have. If yeah. I, if it dies soon, I'll be gutted. Like I want to keep <laughs> recording. Yeah. I don't want it to end. It's just, yeah. it's my job. It's not a hobby for me. And that's, that means a lot to me. So I'm just going to keep working as hard as I can. Right. What was the response like? Cause with the, um, the collaboration you did with Paces. Yeah. The, the crack the hottest 100. It did. Was yeah. there initial response from Trigger? Like what guy Sebastian's doing this with Paces? Like, do we want to do a like a version with guy Sebastian? Like was I, your camp hesitant? I, uh, I, I, I was, uh, I look, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I felt like I, it was a little bit, cause I did Splendor uh, right after. Mm. And, and I, I think I was, I wrongly assumed that, that people might be weird about it. People weren't weird about it at all. They were just mm. really, I think, I think Triple J audience, are an educated audience. If they hear something that sonically is cool or, or sonically doesn't sound terrible, 
they're into they're, it. They're, they're going to like it. You know, mm. if, 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 if it's out of tune and it's, and it's just naff, they're going to not dig it. So <laughs> all I had to do was sing well. And, and I know I can do that. Like, I'm not arrogant in that sense, but God, if I, if I don't, like, if I'm not confident in my voice, I've got nothing, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. So, but, but yeah, I think all I had to do was just do a good job. And, and, and I think Paces, he's just, if I'm going to, if I was going to do it with anyone, Paces is, he's such a nice dude and he's so welcoming and he's non-discriminatory in, in the way he produces music as well. He couldn't care less who it is. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. um, yeah, I, but I was scared. I've got to be honest. I felt, I think I go there feeling like I'm going to be judged or something. Mm. And mm. Um, so I get nervous and I'm a bit self-doubty and, and as we mostly are as musos. But um, then I got to Splendor and I remember like even just I went on and I was sound checking my keyboard and I just went on stage for a second and everyone in the crowd like started cheering and stuff and I it almost gave like gave me this sense of relief like because yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I went there thinking oh like will, will I get bottled or something <laughs> like, <laughs> you know so I've been quite pop for a long time and look with my new album I, I'm not trying to go for a sound I've, I just sure. really wanted to well, I shifted to Ableton um, recently so I've been Logic for a long time and um, because I've been listening to so much Electronica I just wanted to retrain my brain on how I program and how I, how I produce and and so I've produced a bit on this album I've teamed up with a lot of guys that I've produced with before it's all like John Hume who used to be Nevermore mm-hmm. yep. he's a beast bro like he he <laughs> he you know you, you hear like and I see the light surrounding you but when you sit with John Hume he's producing like super hard urban and like yeah. really cool yeah, stuff his wow. brother dan hume he was the dude with glasses and the drummer yeah. he's like a big black urban producer in this like you know like <laughs> white guy with glasses body <laughs> and, and, he, and he produced a song called small talk for me and if you listen to the production it's it's like industrial urban it's really cool and then oh, wow. m phases is yep. just a beast yeah. he 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 actually produced my favorite song on the album called sober so i wrote mm. the top line on that as in the chords and the melody and the lyrics and stuff and then um just could not get the production right like tried so many times um with a local guy and then um yeah i just i, I just couldn't get it right gave it to mark m phases the first thing he sends back is like just perfect. dope, like so yeah. perfect. Mm. So sometimes when you get someone to just reimagine something, they bring this new life into it. And I felt like all the collaborations with producers on this album just seemed to work. And yeah, right. yeah. Well, I mean, congratulations on the new album. It's Thank called you. Conscious. It's out right now on the Spotify. So check those tunes out. Thank you. Um, the Aria's tomorrow night. Um, yes. Before we let you go, are you ready? Are you prepped? Uh, what's your routine? Do you have a speech? How do you I'm, speech? I'm, I'm definitely not ready. Look, I, I, I don't, I'm not really nominated. I think I'm nominated for... for song of the Year. There's the a, Apple a Music peer Song of the Year. Yeah, yeah peer yeah. voted thing. Sure. Um, which, which I won't win. Um, <laughs> we, we, I think we know that. Well, no, no, no. Well, I haven't... You clearly haven't written a speech then. But, uh, but, yeah. embarrassing. No, I, there, I will not definitely not write a speech <laughs> this year. Look, I, I, I'm performing, um, but it's, 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 I'm performing with somebody. And he's, he's getting honoured. You'll know who it is. He's wow. getting, um, he's getting inducted, and it's going to be Justin f- Bieber. That's right. It's Justin Bieber. That's right. <laughs> yes. But it, it is a song that I think I'll be singing for the first time sober. 
because cool. usually this song is sung at the end of a night when yeah, right. okay, you're all yeah. a, a little, you know, had a little bit to drink. And and yeah. in, in my like, I've got three brothers and my and my best mate who's a massive bogan. Like he he, he we all froth on this song whenever <laughs> we're out at it, like wedding or engagement or or just a party or whatever. Yeah. This song is when everyone gets up on stage and it's a it's an icon. And so I'm singing it. Yeah. It's a duet with Vera Blue. Ooh, and nice. the original performer of the song. Do we have to cut very this out? Is, cool. is, is, are you allowed to say this? Good. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, no, I think it's in them. Like, it's, <laughs> I've, yeah. I've heard it whispered. It, like, anyway, it's not like a yeah. massive surprise. It's a yeah. Yeah. Great. So it's, but you'll know the song. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much, man. Good luck tomorrow. Um, like, we'll see you there, I guess. Yeah. 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 Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Great. It's Ooh. horses. Yeah. 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 It's horses. It's horses. <laughs>